What's up? It's your pal Wenshik Estoticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. We are doing an author review today, and as I promised a long-ass time ago, we are doing a Star Wars episode. Both things are pretty rare, so enjoy it while it lasts, bitches. Today's author does a few different styles, and I tried to get a decent balance of fluff, smut, and angst, but of course, we ended up doing more porn than not. They've also got a lot of longer fix, like not absolute behemoths or anything, but fix that would be a bit of a commitment compared to most of the shit I talk about these days. I had a few lined up that sounded interesting, but a lot of them were also just unfinished, so I didn't want to do those. I will admit that I did have to rush this episode a little. That's another reason why I couldn't really do any longer fix. There was a time when I had all these episodes recorded way in advance, but it just hasn't been like that lately because of school and stuff. So I may have to return to do this author justice and cover one or two of their multi-chapter fix some other day. So I've been pretty vague so far. What does this author write about? They love Obi-Wan Kef. Fucking Nobi. This person loves the Star Wars prequels, of all things, which, don't get me wrong, I love the Star Wars prequels too, but like, for the memes. Okay, a lot of their work is more geared towards the Clone Wars cartoon, which I haven't seen, so some stuff might go over my head. I didn't remember the existence of that show until pretty late on in the process of prepping for this episode, so please forgive the mistakes I make about that particular part of Star Wars canon. However, if I do make a mistake about the Star Wars prequel movies, feel free to roast me, because I should know those things. This person's main ships are Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Anakin. I mean, okay, the age caps and power imbalances in those relationships are a little off-putting for me, but those are much better than most of the ships I talk about. Bar is low, guys. And this is also a person who likes Empreg. Yeah, this episode has Empreg. They are into Omega Verse 2, but I avoided that. But yeah, there's gonna be Empreg. Only a little, though. So let's talk about the writing style. The writing itself, it's okay. I'm not really impressed with it, but it doesn't outright suck either. Just kind of in the middle. I feel like they don't put a lot of detail into their work about setting an exposition, but I could be confused about some things because I haven't seen the Clone Wars cartoon. And this is also coming from someone who is, if anything, too wordy with their writing. The character, emotions, internal monologue, their portrayal of these is kind of inconsistent. There are some fics where they just nail it, and there's some where I feel like it's just kind of lacking. It's oversimplified, it's just kind of bland, and I'll talk more about that as we move through today's selections. They also fall victim to a lot of dumb fanfiction tropes like epithets. Proofreading is really important, guys. The cleanliness of their writing, so to speak, is a bit inconsistent, but proofreading is your friend. Always proofread, guys. Some of the fix, it's like, okay, this is normal, no problems here, but others are just messy. I'm assuming those ones were more rushed. Also, use commas and apostrophes. They're important to the English language, okay? Lastly, I have an important question. Is Obi-Wan a redhead? Because this author refers to him as one a lot. I mean, like, maybe there's a little tint of ginger in his hair, but it looks brown to me. Uh, they do say copper sometimes instead, which I can get behind a little more. But what do you fellas think? I don't know. I don't think I'd really consider him a redhead. So we're going to start off with some fluff, get some angst, and then, of course, the porn section will be the longest. Not going to cover any long fix today, but we will end with a multi-chapter selection that I feel the author could have expanded upon more. Alright, let's do this, bitches. So I'm going to start off easy on you. This one is ridiculously wholesome, but it gets super angsty towards the end. It, it made me tear up a little bit, I'm going to be honest, because I'm a little bitch, apparently. So, 
Obi-Wan just completely exhausted because he's been up doing paperwork for days on end. And Anakin's there like, my dude, you are sleep deprived. Go the fuck to bed. And Obi-Wan's like hallucinating or something because he's just, you know, so sleep deprived. And he's like, yo, it's Master Cat Snuggles, but he's missing. And Anakin's like, who the fuck is Mr. Cat Snuggles? And Obi-Wan is like, oh, that's my plushie from when I was a kid. Anakin offers to find it for him, even though he doesn't know what the fuck it is, if Obi-Wan will go the fuck to sleep. And they're able to actually kind of find some information on it from Master Dolan. I don't know who that is. There wasn't much about him online that I saw either, but it's, you know, Master Dolan, okay. They learned that the original toy got really beat up and just ragged over time. It pretty much disintegrated because Obi-Wan just carried it everywhere. And, and there are photos of young Obi-Wan with your weird baby Obi-Wan with his kitty cat so cute. And they're all like fawning over that but then Anakin decides to remake the toy and he gives it to him and Obi-Wan's really touched by that what a fucking kind gesture from fucking Anakin feels out of character but I can forgive shit like this because it's for a good cause this fic is listed as gen but it's pretty fucking gay during this last bit where Anakin is just holding Obi-Wan while he sleeps and thinking about making him breakfast and then suddenly he gets like super fucking angsty in the last three paragraphs and I'm just gonna read that Two months later, Obi-Wan and Anakin stopped existing on the blackened shores of Mustafar, where only Vader and Ben walked away as damaged souls, as neither Obi-Wan or Anakin could truly exist without the other. And only Ben existed on Tatooine, as he sat outside his new home with the ghosts of the past and the sun burning down above on him, a plushy toy held gingerly in his pale hands as a reminder of so many lost things that did not need to be hidden away in the chest in Ben's home. Swallowing heavily, Ben stared down at Master Cat's knuggles, thumbs gently caressing its cheek. You were made with love? He whispered in confusion, voice thick. You, you were made with his love. What happened to that love? Ben asked the voiceless plushie with the glittering eyes and a serene smile before slowly looking up as wind swept the sand of Tatooine and the dunes mourned with the broken Jedi sitting at the edges of the Jundland wastes. Ouch! I think I just got punched in the soul for that. Fuck. So that is some of their better writing right there, that, that fucking last sentence. Ouch. One reviewer said, You spat on my naive optimism. True. <laughs> I like this little bit, especially the ending, even if it really hurt me. This is one of the incidences where the author was spot on portraying character emotion, and I think they're also pretty good at it in the next fic. Because... They've also got a fic of Obi-Wan dying in Anakin's arms, apparently. Not really in a shippy way, but it's still, like, really angsty and painful. It's like the middle of a battle, Obi-Wan knows he's dying, he's just telling Anakin how proud he is of him, while Anakin's just freaking out. And, like, Anakin's trying to make bad jokes, trying to cope any way he can, and this is a really short bit, so that's why we're getting to the conclusion so quick. I love the way this ends, and I don't really know how to explain why I do. They could have gone the generic route, just ended it with the line where Obi-Wan died but they opted to sandwich that line between two paragraphs where Anakin's just yelling his name. I like how the fic ends with Obi-Wan and that's just the entire paragraph that follows up the line where he dies and it just kind of keeps up a panic mood and it doesn't allow it to wind down. It doesn't leave you with any closure because Anakin hasn't gotten any closure. He hasn't accepted Obi-Wan's death as of the end of the fic. I think I'm overanalyzing this but I thought that was an interesting artistic choice. This is one angsty fic. I do feel like it's 
it's kind of a generic death scene, but there are just some little things that just ramp up the angst, really do it for me. The emotion was conveyed really well here too. That's kind of about to change though. We're about to dive headlong into the porn section of this episode, so the emphasis is gonna shift from feelings to sex. These are all ships that this author clearly likes. Uh, there's some effort to put emotion into them. Personally, emotion doesn't make smut better for me, and it doesn't always matter what that emotion is as long as something's there. I also feel that emotion and detail kind of go hand in hand. Something that this person kind of misses out with when they're writing porn is detail. When you write porn, word choice is super important. And I'm not just talking about penis euphemisms and shit. I'm talking about if you're writing like soft, loving sex, you're gonna want to use words like caressed instead of grabbed. The subtleties aren't really there. I feel like it's not really always clear what mood they're going for. There's either too much intro or not enough. I don't know. Something about how this person writes porn puts me off and I'm not totally sure what it is, but I just tried my best to explain. So let's look at these. Let's talk about them a little bit. So this one is a Padme Anakin Obi-Wan threesome. And I do like the idea of these three being in a polyamorous relationship. Why would Padme fall in love with Anakin when Obi-Wan is right there? Let's be real. But at the same time, even though the Padme-Anakin relationship in canon was written notoriously badly, the thing I have to credit it with is that, you know, instead of being shoehorned in there as an unnecessary subplot, they, like, needed it to make the Star Wars prequels, well, you know, Star Wars prequels, it was necessary, it had to be there. Even though it was badly written. So, Padme and Anakin set up a dinner date for them and Obi-Wan, and they're into his spiffy suit and tie. Do they have suit and ties in, in the Star Wars universe? I don't know. And if you think about ties, like, they're pretty weird. Like, why do we consider dangling, like, a kite-shaped narrow piece of fabric from our neck down our chest to be fancy? I, I don't understand that. That's just really arbitrary to me. Padme is pretty into the tie, not because it makes him look good according to our totally bullshit standards of formal wear, but because it's a built-in color and leash. And it just jumps forward to Obi-Wan getting called a good boy as he eats out Padme with his hands tied and Anakin starts jerking him off. How do you guys all feel about bottom Obi-Wan? I mean, this person really likes it. I'm not sure personally. I don't, I don't think I like it. I'm into the dominatrix Padme. Like that. Uh, this fic does end with a line from Obi-Wan's internal monologue. These two are going to kill me and I'm gonna die happy. <laughs> nice. A sudden jump from the intro to the porn. No transition, no, like it didn't flow into it. It threw me off a little bit and it can work sometimes, but not really here. Like the mood change was so quick. It was kind of strange. Now there's this next one, this doesn't have an intro at all. I don't think that works to its advantage in the slightest. We have no idea what the character relationships are going into it. It just gets you right into the porn. And the only context you get, in fact, is a summary. Mace gets a invite, yes, a invite, to the Jin Kenobi quarters. He didn't expect it to turn out this steamy. So yes, this is a threesome between Mace Windu, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan. More like Hobie one Kenobi, am I right, guys? So they just, yeah, they basically throw you into the thick of it. Uh, Obi-Wan just sucking Mace's big old donger and Qui-Gon's fingering his ass. I haven't heard this term before. They call Obi-Wan a size queen, which I guess just means that he likes big dicks, but like, doesn't everyone like big dicks? Or does that mean it's just really, really important to him? I don't know. 
but then it's time for some devil penetration, bitch. Because Qui-Gon's like, boy, stop choking yourself on that D. We gon' fuck your ass. And they use condoms, yay! The bar's low, guys. I love how this author is like, remember to use lots of lube if you try this at home, kids. Stay safe in the tags. And that's the good shit. Uh, it actually kind of skips past the double penetration. It just says this is going to be a hell of a night. And then it just flashes forward to the aftermath, which I think is pretty cheap. They didn't finish off their porn. That's, that's not commitment there. Let's talk about some quotes. They say, oh, force, basically, as their equivalent of, oh, God, or oh, fuck. Do they even do this in the Star Wars universe at all? Like, uh, okay. And then this quote. Mace chortled huskily as Obi-Wan took him like a pro. Chortled huskily. Chortled. It's not a not a combination of words I thought I'd ever be seeing. Chortled. Chortles is like a rare version of chuckled. And I don't know. Chuckled, I feel like. I don't like that word. I don't like it. It just feels weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's just me or if that's kind of like a thing. And then huskily. Not really a common modifier when it comes to chortled or chuckled. And then that just took him like a pro bit. That's just ridiculously simple and clean way to describe, you know, deep throwing a dick. Another quote, obscene amount of lube slurping. Again with the slurping. I feel like I'm seeing slurping in every porno these days. I don't know what's up with that. Mace also says, holy fripping stars. This is reminding me of, I'm pretty sure, like some Star Wars prequel books where instead of fucking or even fripping like they're saying here, they said vaping as their curse word. <laughs> <laughs> like, Anakin, get in the vaping car. <laughs> and then Qui-Gon says this. Well, orgasm do have the nickname Little Death. Does it? What does this mean? I think this was the worst written of today's fix. This just felt rushed from the lack of an intro and a bunch of ridiculous quotes that really secured his place here to just skipping past the actual sex scene. And they didn't proofread this very well at all. It just felt rushed. So this next one, I promised Impreg, right? So let's do this. This is the Impreg one. Can you fucking believe there's been Impreg for like five episodes straight? Like fuck my life. Now this motherfucker may like Impreg, but there's some other kinks that go with it that they're not really into. Nonetheless, this is a response to a prompt they got. So they were being polite by writing it. This is about Obi-Wan being pregnant with Qui-Gon's child and lactating. Let me read the first part of the first sentence in this fic. There's a pearly liquid gathered at Obi-Wan's nipples that makes Qui-Gon stare at his lover. I hate it already! Imagine having to make milk sound sexy. It's fucking milk. <sighs> However, milk turns Qui-Gon the fuck on. And he is a boner. And Obi-Wan is like, what the fuck? Because Qui-Gon's turning out to be one kinky bitch. And he tastes the milk. First from his fingers. Then he's like, it's time to breastfeed, I guess. And he starts fucking describing how milk tastes. It's milk! <laughs> it's, it's not sexy. 
So Qui-Gon not only has a lactation kink, but he also has a pregnancy kink, apparently. Which, I mean, yeah, the two go together, but he needs to calm down a little bit because it says that Obi-Wan is only 15 weeks long, which, you know, isn't even halfway. So by the last trimester, Qui-Gon's just going to be walking around with a perma-boner whenever he's around Obi-Wan. My God. This is a quote from him. He basically says this twice. You have no idea how much your changing body has affected me. First of all, is this middle school sex ed? You're changing body? I think they're a bit past puberty. They do have a kind of genuine funny moment where Obi-Wan's like, actually, I think I do have an idea of how uh, my um, changing body is affecting you because uh, your boner's pressing into my thigh, Qui-Gon. I think I have a clue how you feel. And then, ugh, Qui-Gon also talks about how Obi-Wan is oozing with life. Oozing is not a sexy word, but at least they didn't say that about the milk, which they were like more actively trying to make sexy because they were trying to make life sexy. Ugh, I think SW Mahdi is too polite and should have turned down this request. So our last selection today is also the longest and this one's just weird, maybe even somehow weirder than the last one, but in a weirder way? A weirder way to be weirder? I don't know, man. So, apparently when Anakin turned dark, he was like, you know, I think I'd like to keep Obi-Wan around as a sex slave. And now I'm sure there's tons of fix out there with similar premise. Maybe this exact premise, but the icing on the cake here, what really makes this stand out is that Vader modified Obi-Wan's body to give him cat ears and a tail, and he can purr also. What? Why? I have questions. Okay, so do cats even exist in the Star Wars universe? Like, I honestly hope they do because the universe without cats would be a sad one. That is just the crazy cat lady and me talking, though. And does he now have two sets of ears? How does that work? And then Vader calls him, like, all sorts of pet names. Mostly shit like kitten. And I want to know, this seems like it was his priority when he went dark. Was he just like, the first thing I am going to do when I go to the dark side is turn... Obi-Wan Kenobi into a cat. And then Palpatine must have been like, sure, that's a fantastic usage of our resources and technology. And if you, if you recall the first big, um, Anakin made Obi-Wan a cat in two very different ways in this episode. Pretty fucked up. Kind of ruins Master Cat snuggles in retrospect. Only a little though. I still like that. So we start off with a pretty quick sex scene. Obi-Wan basically lives in Vader's quarters, naked except for knots with a collar with a goddamn bell on it. And they repeatedly describe the bell jingling merrily. Uh, I do like that word choice, how it just juxtaposes everything else fucking going on. It just makes it all more fucked up. They do use that word merrily too much though, so it kind of wears off. Obi-Wan has Stockholm Syndrome, and he knows it, and that's why he's an obedient and eager hoe for Vader. They don't even tell us how Vader looks like. I mean, if he can't breathe without a suit, how can he fuck? They do talk about him having hair, so I guess he didn't get horribly burned, although that's not really explained. So this fic kinda has a plot, being a multi-chapter affair and all. More accurately, has the beginnings of some plots that never get followed up on. Palpatine needs to keep Vader in line, but Luke, Leia, and Padme are out of his reach. Hence, he's gonna use Obi-Wan against Vader. Now, Palpatine visits Vader and Obi-Wan in their quarters, and he touches Obi-Wan, who's sleeping, a little just to piss Vader off, which leads to Vader reminding Obi-Wan of what a possessive fuck he is. And there's a sex scene that heavily involves him making Obi-Wan 
big for that dick. And there's this part where it says that he hits Obi-Wan's prostate nine out of ten times. Wow, that's really specific. Suddenly one day, Bail Organa comes to rescue Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan, you know, having Stockholm Syndrome and all, he doesn't want to leave. But at that moment, Vader shows up and he's pissed the fuck off, like he's always pissed off, but more than usual. And Bail's like, oh fuck. Obi-Wan's Vader's bitch now, huh? And he's like, yep, it's a lost cause. But that chapter ends, so we never actually find out what happens to Bail. Okay. Obi-Wan's also more than Vader's sex slave. He's got some political shit going on, too. Oof, this was weird. Vader just has him in his lap during a meeting because... Keep the human pet shit in the bedroom, you fucking furry. Everyone thinks that Obi-Wan's sleeping, but he's actually keeping tabs on every person in that meeting and telling Vader about all the impressions he got, about who he can trust and who he can't afterwards. Uh, Vader's really happy with this and decides to reward him with some dick. Let's talk about this sex scene a little. Here's a quote. Vader used the force to summon the loop. <laughs> I don't know why I found this funny, it's just so unnecessary. Like, lube? You know, that's not the word you're expecting to end that sentence. You're expecting it to be something more Star Wars-y, but it's, no, it's, it's fucking lube. And then, another quote, being hurled towards an orgasm. Don't believe I've ever seen it worded like that before? And then, slamming into his prostate again and again. Glad to see that Vader improved his accuracy, or at least the author decided to be more vague. So, my thoughts on this, I feel like this could have been extended. There were some plot threads in there that made an appearance just in one chapter and then didn't come back. Like, Bell showed up we didn't get much background on how he got there and we don't even know what happened to him afterwards and if there was gonna be any follow-up on trying to get Obi-Wan out or they're, they're just like giving up or something and then Palpatine never followed through on any of his threats either uh that was also a potential plot line that they just abandoned but it did help to characterize Vader's and Obi-Wan's relationship by showing how possessive he is of him and I also do like the concept of everyone being being so unassuming of Obi-Wan now that, you know, he's a bitch. But he's actually just keeping tabs on every political figure he crosses. That came in during the last chapter, though. I would have liked to see more of how Obi-Wan's brainwashing kind of manifested outside of the bedroom. The relationship, the author got across the basics of what it was all about. Vader being possessive, Obi-Wan having Stockholm Syndrome. I still would have liked to see some other aspects of the relationship explored. I think there would have been a lot of nuances to it rather than just a straightforward way that it's shown. It does mention sometimes that Vader feels bad about breaking Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan knows that he's got Stockholm Syndrome. Neither of these details are really developed. They're just said in passing. I think that it could have been interesting to see, like, more conflicting feelings rather than just black and white. This had a lot of potential as a longer dark fic. They just didn't explore any of the options that they opened up. The kid thing was really weird. I'm not sure I was there, but it gave it a unique little twist. So, okay, I guess that's uh, fine. So on whole, I liked some of these fix, others not so much. Some of them, their concepts had some potential that wasn't quite realized. So for the most part, I found a lot of the writing just to be kind of underwhelming. That might be the best way to describe all of this. Of course, there were bits of fix that broke that mold, either by punching me in the goddamn feelings or just by being fucking weird. The writing style's a bit bland. It 
just feels kind of generic most of the time. It would be cool to see them develop a more unique brand that jumps out a little more. Uh, I do feel like they're more versatile genre-wise than a lot of people are, even willing to do stuff outside their interests and their comfort zone, like fucking malactation. And clearly they've got a lot of different ideas. They may be writing all the same pairings over and over, but from what I can tell, even just by summaries, the circumstances, settings, and plots all varied. Uh, I might have to come back and do an analysis of a longer fic of theirs, because I don't feel like I conclusively dissected their style on whole with this episode. I want to do them proper justice. So maybe part two, who knows? So today we covered Master Cat Snuggles, Battle Dim, Ties Make Good Leashes, Lucky Sith Spawn, I Think I Know Now, and Vader's Kitty, all by S.W. Modi. S-W-M-O-D-D-Y. The Bars Low is on Instagram. You can find us at the Bars Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You'll know what's coming up next. If you want to drop us a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you feel like I deserve. As always, I'm your pal, Wenchigus Thoughtkiss. This is the Bars Low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.